This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Kelly Show. After we started dating, I looked at him one day and said, what's your name? You know it's Bill, he said, puzzled. You just don't look like a Bill. What's your whole name? William Michael. From that point on, I started calling him Michael, and all my friends did the same. Talk about a control freak. That's Nikki Haley talking about the uh, the beautiful time when she was dating her now husband, William. I mean, Michael. I mean, William. His name is William, and she starts calling him by his middle name. You heard that? Nikki Haley, control freak, cut 17. Before we knew it, he was universally known as Michael. Everyone who knew him before I did knows him as Bill, and everyone who met him after I did knows him as Michael. He looks like a Michael. Uh, wasn't that up to his parents? Huh? Huh? Who the hell do you think you are? This is a crazy lady. This is a crazy lady high in her own uh, uh, fake news supply. I ooh. Now, she is about to get beat real bad now in South Carolina. She can't win there. And if she loses as badly as I think she's going to lose, well, she can never run for anything as a Republican again. Um, what could be the motivation here? Ka-ching, ka-ching, money. Yes, 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 yes. And lots of it. Politics is a really murky and dirty game, isn't it, huh? Hey, one other thing about her. Uh, I told you, well, here she is talking about her husband and PTSD, which, oh, by the way, is his business, right? PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, listen to her shooting off her big mouth. Cut 15. When he came back home to us, that was a lot of prayers answered. But that was the easy part. When we got home, life got hard. Michael couldn't hear loud noises. He couldn't be in crowds. Life had passed him by for the year that he was gone, and the transition was tough. Well, I looked it up, and it looked like he was helping the farmers in Afghanistan. But who knows? Look, she said this, not him. She said it. And um, I looked up the book that she wrote most recently. This is way after her husband got back from Afghanistan. And I've been to Afghanistan myself. You know, the moment you and I was there as a civilian, however, but the moment you put your foot down, you can call yourself a combat veteran. Right. It's a little bit of a stretch. Some people saw hardcore stuff. A lot of people didn't. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Her book. The only PTSD anybody got, according to her book, was her because she had to go to so many funerals of people who died in South Carolina. That doesn't seem very um, genuine, does it? Right. There's something kind of um, fake news about the whole thing. And now she's in New York to get money from a guy named Todd Cantor running a big fundraiser for Nikki. Todd Cantor gives money to his favorite candidates, uh, Nikki Haley, Hakeem Jeffries. Never forget that little Hakeem Jeffries, the Democrat minority leader of the House of Representatives from Brooklyn, co-resident uh, of Brooklyn, along with Chuck Schumer. Can you believe those guys with all their clout? They allowed those illegal aliens to take over that school. James Madison High School, they all had to leave it. 
every student, all the faculty, they all had to give it up so illegal aliens could could move in in the middle of the school year, in the middle of the school week. Hey, James Flippin is here. Everybody is flipping out about the massage parlors in Queens. Um, we have to find out what's going on there. Now, I heard about the the open air prostitutes, right? They're just walking the streets again because they feel I don't remember seeing that since the 19, what, 81, 82. I do remember it on the West Side Highway, seeing it as a kid. Most of them, oh, by the way, were transvestites. Um, they were the ones walking the streets. Uh, James Flippin, uh, massage parlors. Yeah. How do they define massage parlor? I mean, what's the difference from a, I mean, what's going on? You, you're allowed to get a massage in uh, in in New York. Yeah. And, and they, you know, can get licensed and be legal and all that good stuff. They but think these are places of prostitution? That's what they're saying, that these, in essence, were fronts for brothels. How many did they bust? Seven in Corona, Queens. Okay. And, you know, I mean, this has been an issue where um, in parts of Queens, you know, locals have basically said that there's, like, open-air markets, more or less, that are going on, where these people are kind of street walking and... I think that a lot of people looked at that as sort of a thing of the past. You know, I heard you as you were, as I was walking in here, you talk about like, you know, the old school street walkers outside like the Lincoln Tunnel or something like that. Right. But that's not the massage parlor. I mean, that's indoors. The massage parlor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess in essence, I, I don't you know know exactly how they set things up, but you would think that they advertise online. They have a sign out front, all this kind of thing. It says, you know, deep tissue mas- massage, you know, therapeutic massage and stuff like that. But they're doing a little more than that, allegedly. Yeah, we've all heard of the uh, what do they call it? What did Seinfeld call it? The happy ending happy massage. Ending. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, mm, but I guess the, if there is a controversy to the extent that there is it, it, no arrests were made. So none of the people working there were arrested. Uh, as far as we know, none of the landlords arrested, anything like that. So, you know, I, it's interesting. And I remember going to an event years ago where the Brooklyn district attorney announced that they were no longer going to be prosecuting, um, you know, sex workers, but that the Johns could be prosecuted, but that in essence, the sex workers weren't going to be because most of the time they're looked at as victims in this instance. Wait, 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 really? Yeah. This was this was back. The customer is going to be busted and that, not and not the store. That's right. like that's like arresting the drug user and not the dealer. Hmm. Well, the pimp can be arrested, though. That's one thing that they they will go after the pimps. How do these pimps operate? How do you get that kind of power over anybody? How does that? I've well, always, I mean, sadly, how does that work? Sometimes it's I guess even maybe often it's international women that were sex trafficked to this country and they don't even speak the language. They don't know what's going on. They don't have any prospects of getting work. Now, I do. I want to say this, though. The sex trafficking thing has at times been overstated. For instance, the coach of not the coach, the owner, Bob Kraft of the Redskins, not the Redskins. What are Patriots. the Patriots? Remember he when he was uh, busted coming out of a massage parlor? That was parlor? in Florida, yeah. Yeah, and everyone was like, oh, the, the, even the authorities, like, there's sex trafficking going on here. Well, it turned out the masseuse was 50 years old and, and, and lived in Palm Beach County her whole life, right? It's just, it was kind of, I don't know. I, don't, I think they should leave the Johns out of it. And why do they call them Johns, by the way? That's a great question. Do I'll you t- actually I'll, know? I'll tell you why. Yes, in the old days when they would, you know, arrest somebody for soliciting a prostitute or whatever. Right. Uh they would ask him his name. 
what's your name? And they'd say John Smith, right? They wanted to, they didn't want to give anything yeah, up. Yeah. And this is all the way back in the late 1800s and not everybody had, you didn't have a driver's license. So maybe there was a way you could kind of keep it on the down low. Right, right, right. So, uh, the, the, back then they would call it like the tenderloin district, right? Or stuff like that went down. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Red light, I guess. Yeah. Uh, red light red, district. Uh, uh, all right. So, um, it seems, I don't know how I feel. I need a little bit more information. What's the other hot story? Uh, well, the U.N., obviously, you know, over not too many blocks away from where we're speaking right now, determined that there was not genocide going on in Israel as South Africa raised that charge in the international court. Wait a uh, second. Wait a second. Wait a second. They said genocide is not happening where? Who? In Gaza. Oh. Because South Africa alleged that Israel, the IDF, was committing genocide in Gaza. No, the only genocide that's happening there is the genocide that uh, Hamas is perpetrating and attempting to perpetrate uh, against Israel. That's genocide, and we've seen it before. Uh, what's the update on that one-year-old baby who's still in captivity, right? Terrorists have a one-year-old baby. Let me know when they let him go. My goodness gracious. What about this? Mayor Adams has announced social media is a environmental toxin. I'm telling you, you talk about this guy too much, all right? You only bring him up if you want to make fun of him, all right? He is a total clown. I you know maybe- what? We all got to be in mental health. It's all important. Yo, I like that social media. You know, I'm a star on social media. <laughs> But you can't do it too much because it can mess with your brain and teenage girls. Wow. Where's the party? No. Everyone's giving me a look like I did something wrong. <laughs> no, I, like- I don't understand why black people can talk like white people, but white people can't talk like a specific black person. And that specific black person I'm trying to imitate is Eric Adams. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing it. As you guys still give me that look, you're giving me more rope. I think it's uh, no, that's the way he's a clown. It doesn't matter. Why is he why is he talking about that crap? It, you know what? I mean, we have you can't buy jelly beans without talking to the clerk. Get out the keys. Open the open the uh, security box to get jelly beans. The, the city has fallen apart and there is a hostility and a tension. And he has the nerve to run around saying crime is down. Um, this is this is a tragedy. It's and an absolute tragedy. Jury deliberations are underway in that defamation trial uh, for former President Trump. It'd be pretty funny if they came back and said, you know what? Uh, we think that E. Jean Carroll owes Donald Trump some money, which she does. And someday I think she's going to have to pay. I really do. Um, thank you, pal. Barbara is standing by. We didn't get to her yesterday. We apologize for that. There was a technical issue. Hi, Barbara. Hi, that was my fault. So um, I wanted to bring up the um, amazing statement that came out on uh, January 16th of this year from the bishops of the United States. And there is in the bishops of the United States, which is a very important organization in the Catholic Church, there is a committee on religious liberty. And they came out with the first annual report on the state of religious liberty in the United States. Okay, what did they say? Okay, the stuff they said is amazing. They said, first of all, um, the Biden uh, administration is not apprehending or persecuting vandals of over 300 attacks on churches and pregnancy centers. They talked about the FBI targeting traditional Catholics. They talked about uh, the current threat of violence at churches, mosques, and synagogues. 
they talked about the Health and Human Services Administration with a, re- a regulation coming up that will force doctors to perform transgender surgeries and abortions. And worse yet, they talk about the Equality Act that was put forth by this administration. It was debated last year. It has not been passed. I believe they have not tried harder to pass it because it will hurt them in the election. But that is the um, the elephant in the room that will take away, just for example, there will be no choice in a state whether uh, girls compete against trans males in sports, whether they share bathrooms, that's, that will all be settled. And it will be federal discrimination if you don't agree with that. Also, if you parents, don't agree with it, my goodness gracious. All right. How do we how do we look at this letter? The bishops, the bishops are up to some good stuff here. Uh, but you know what's going to ratify and rectify all of this stuff? The election of Trump. The election of Trump will fix all of this almost overnight. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, it will. But see, people don't realize whether you are pro-life, whether you practice a faith or not. People don't understand that if their First Amendment religious freedom is taken away, as the bishops point out, is happening, then you have no rights because now your rights don't come from God. They come from government. And I believe Trump has shown us in the four years he was in office that he supports religious freedom as the basis for our country, that he supports freedom of conscience. Very important. People can just Google um, uh, USCCB annual report. Uh, religious liberty. All right. And so, even if you get part of that right, it will come up. I love it. I love it, Barbara. Keep up the fight. Uh, and Trump will rectify so much of this overnight. But we have to be vigilant. Thank you. Kevin, you're in New Jersey. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Greg? Fine. Uh, why you got to talk smack about the Navy Reserves? Why do I have to talk smack about the Navy Reserves? Well, there's a very particular part of the Navy Reserves I'm talking about, the part where you don't have to go to boot camp, the part where you don't go undergo traditional screening and evaluation and testing, uh, the shortcut to the prestige of military service with uh, barely any of the sacrifice uh, or commitment. Uh, that's the part I don't like. That's the part uh, that too many politicians have taken advantage uh, so they can put it on their resume. Uh, most famously, Pete Buttigieg, less famously, uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson. The Navy Reserve, this little part of it that I'm talking about, this doesn't apply to everybody who's in the Navy and the Reserves. There's a special component, and it is called Navy Reserves, but that doesn't mean every Navy Reservist is in this category. But where you bypass all that stuff, it is a shortcut to, uh, yeah, the prestige of military service with basically none of the sacrifice that's what i'm talking about kevin i don't know what your background is or not but um uh, that's how i feel and those are the facts well thank thank you i i you didn't you didn't express that earlier i mean i i did eight years active duty i was sent away got recalled yeah no 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 there's a whole different world all right there's a whole different world uh i was a reservist all right i'm not talking about that Rob. i'm talking about this navy reserve program and it's called a direct commission, okay? I think it's called, is it a direct commission? Yeah, direct commission, where you are, you're a congressman, you went to some school, you know somebody, and you can join the military. How old were you when you joined the Navy? 18. All right, so here's my point. This, Nikki Haley's husband was twice that age. He was 36. 
Now, that's kind of inherently weird. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. So, yes, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, believe me. Look, I know all about uh, traditional reserve work. My father was in it for about three decades. Uh, the one week in a month, two weeks a year, although we did do a year in Vietnam. No, it's a totally different category. I wrote about this for the Wall Street Journal. You can look it up. Pete Buttigieg. Um, can't remember the name of the article, but I, I wrote it for the Wall Street Journal a couple of years ago. And in his book here, look, look, he gets <laughs> he even says it in his book that military life was like a vacation. Even if in Afghanistan, he felt like he was starting a political campaign, just like John Kerry did when he got to Vietnam. Another scammer. So, Kevin, no, uh, thanks for pointing that out. But, yeah, it's it's a corner of the Navy Reserves, but they still call it the Navy Reserves. So it's not you I'm talking about. It's not a lot of others. It's this special little weirdo corner. And it's a shortcut to the stuff that you, and quite frankly, I, earned and genuinely sacrificed for. Thank you, Kevin. Be right back. Ben Kelly on 77 WABC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Ohio, have you heard the buzz? Slinger's Signature Cocktails are the new go-to to to go. Slinger's are convenient, canned, cocktail-inspired flavored beverages that bring you delicious flavors like Bahama Mama, Peach Screwdriver, and Pineapple Punch with 8% ABV. They pack a punch at a price you can't beat. No time to make fancy cocktails? Don't want to break the bank on a night out? Slingers has you covered. Blast your taste buds, not your wallet. Grab Slingers today. American Fermentation Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Well, wasn't that great hearing from the president on a... He's kind of still here. All right. It wasn't President Trump. It was Jason Scoop, the brilliant comedian from Long Island. Folks, you can see him at the uh, Addison Improv. That's in Dallas, Texas. If you're down there, uh, Tuesday, that's January 30th. Uh, man, I would, I haven't seen you live yet, Jason Scoop. Mm-hmm. Your videos are awesome. Anyway, welcome. How are you? Great stuff. I'm great. It is great to be here. Had a good time doing the, the Trump impersonation. It, it is it is remarkable. What is the essence of it? Why do you get it so I don't know what it is. It's what is the essence that you actually Oh, the positivity thing, right? He's positive. positivity, but also with anyone else. Um my technique because every impressionist has a different technique on how they get to the impression. And I would say I'm an energy guy. You know, you could say someone has good energy, someone's got bad energy. I could sense people's energy. And the way I construct an impression is I capture the person's essence first 
And then the voice just comes. Yeah. The voice just comes. Huh. Yeah. So, all right, not only Trump, but you've got the mayor down pretty good. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> we on the Eric, excuse me. We on the Greg <laughs> Kelly show. We out here, Greg Kelly in. We got the microphone. We micing, right? <laughs> we on the microphone. We micing. So look, when you doing an Eric Adams impression, the first thing is, right, we talk about essence. We essence in. He's always like, the city could be burning. He got a smile on his face. <laughs> he always smiling because he feels good. He feel good in. And another thing is, is he a hype man, but also he don't like INGs. Or like any any instead of anything is anything we anything in he doesn't pronounce anything no no we anything in we anything in on the Greg Kelly show we Greg Kellyan we Greg Kellyan you know and by the way you got to be a little bit I mean I once tried it I'm like one one hundredth what you got but somebody said you know you really want to be careful you're white you're imitating a black person has anybody ever like red flag that very few people like for instance um i would i have a good cat williams and he's sort of made a big splash this year i don't know if you're familiar good evening ladies and gentlemen (laughs) cat williams cat williams is an african-american and um i I used to post a lot of cat williams videos and and most of the black uh audience just loved it there'd be i would say one out of every 30 positive comments would be like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, so we're just letting this white guy take our culture? But then that person would get attacked by the rest of the, the black audience. We're like, hey, hey, you got to calm down. Like, it's good fun. If anything, he goes, it's an homage. He didn't use any bad words. Uh, You know, so. It's an homage. I love it. Listen, we got to see you. I wish I could get to Dallas next week. <laughs> Tuesday. Addison Improv. Hey, you should check out the Sixth Floor Museum while you're there. You know, Kennedy was shot in Dallas. Yes. Are you into that at all? I'm, uh, uh, I used to be obsessed. As a teenager, I became, I had a little phase. You know, we all go through phases, a, a Kennedy assassination obsession phase. Yeah. I think, uh, Kennedy was not ca- killed by Oswald. I, I used to think Oswald did it by himself. I think others. And by the way, you are welcomed in the halls of government. Uh, I saw you down there hanging with our man, Congressman Santos. Georgie you, boy. What's going on with him and you? And how did you guys become friends? Okay. So, uh, to answer the first part of the question, we're still buddies. We're pals. Uh, we talk. I don't see him all the time. Uh, we used to, you know, when he was still a member of Congress, he used to call me on his drive home from work and we'd chat. He would debrief with me. I guess I was a guy he felt comfortable confiding in and vice versa. Um, but look, you know, George is dealing with a lot. Uh, I wish him well. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, he's, he's a divisive figure, I guess, but I don't think he's so, yeah, I see you shaking your head. He's very likable. Yeah. He's extremely likable. I think, look, I mean, it sounds crazy or naive, whatever. I think he's got a good heart. I don't necessarily, I think so too. yeah. So, you know, they've said a lot of things about him. He should not have been ejected from Congress. I, that, that was totally outside of protocol, procedures, their own standards. Insane. So I think he's a good guy, and the, the, the jury hasn't ruled, and we all know that the prosecutor is a little bit crazy and taken with themselves lately. Right. Um, Innocent until proven guilty. Amen. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Levittown in Long Island. How, what was your, uh, how did you get into this? What, did you like grow up? I, I want to be like, uh, that guy. Was it somebody on TV? How did you, uh, decide this? Oh, it, it, it's, it's funny. I, I knew I wanted to be a comedian in sixth grade. I, well, that's when I started watching Seinfeld. And as you know, in the beginning of every episode, he would do stand up. And really, I wanted a show. I said, I want to have a show like that. 
So then I planned, okay, I'm going to have a show. I started writing out on a, on a little marble notebook. This is my show. And, you know, it's six, I'm like 11. And then I thought a little bit more. I'm like, well, how did Jerry get his show? Oh, he started as stand-up. So then all throughout high school, I kept telling people, like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I'm going to be a comedian. I'm going to be a comedian. And then that summer after I graduated, I went to my first open mic, and it's been quite a long journey. There's been some ups and downs, a whole roller coaster ride, but I, I couldn't be happier with where I'm at right now. You know, my wife every now and then sees me on Instagram and looking at your stuff, and she said the other day, boy, that gives you great comfort, doesn't it? And it does. There's something. It's like it's just such a treat. It really is to look at your videos. By the way, how, what is your handle? I, I already follow you, so I don't have to sure. look up your handle. Jason Scoop, how do people find you on Instagram and other social? It's at Jason Scoop on Instagram, and then on YouTube and uh, TikTok. It's uh, at Jason Scoop Comedy and Twitter is at Jason Scoop. Although I'm not as active on Twitter, I uh, I just see Twitter as just such a it's such a nasty place. It can be, yeah. But you know what? That's like it's like going there. It's where you have an argument. You know that going into it. Yeah. You know. So yes. and there are people who are looking for that. Yeah. I kind of enjoy it. I used to. My wife has taken over the account. Sure, sure. It's okay. made it totally sanitized. And, sure. <laughs> all right. So, and the other thing I wanted to ask you, when you're in that, when you're in the uh, improv club, when you're at the Addison, what if the energy of the club, like let's say you're not the headliner, let's okay. say it's open mic or whatever, and the energy of the room is resistant or the energy of the room is flat and you talk, you're very attuned to energy. How do you yeah. overcome that? Is there... How do you break the ice? Are there just some rooms? You can feel the energy of okay. a room, right? I have, a, I have the exact response. The, okay. I would abandon all material. I would stop doing material and address the – if the crowd stinks, I'd be like, man, you guys maybe not overtly say they stink, but I'd maybe start talking to them to break them open. Oh, what do you do for like – you know, it's like sales. You want to make people feel comfortable. You want to fly. That's how I'd win them over. And then once I win them over through crowd work – Boom. If I feel good enough, we'll get back to the material. Yeah. But if I feel like they're resistant, I'm not just going to like keep going through la di da di da like I'm hitting notes like a dancer and one and two and three. No, 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 no. I'll stop any prepared material that I have and just look them right in the eye. So what do you do for a living? Okay. If you didn't like that, well, you know, and sort of crack the coconut that way. One of the, I love it. So, um, and the other thing is this. Is a Jason Scoop show, let's say you have a show at 8 o'clock and another at uh, 11 o'clock, right? Mm -hmm. You guys do that. Mm -hmm. For a lot of comedians, I've always wanted to go to two shows to see if they're exactly alike. My sense is that most of them, it is exactly alike. For most comics, it's exactly alike. I uh, tend to change it up a little bit because obviously I have my prepared set material that I know works. But I might alter a little word or a little something because you know what? You could also get bored. With your own material. Mm -hmm. You could get bored with your own jokes. Uh, great comedian Bill Burr. Bill Burr! You know, that's another impression that I do. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Burr was like, yeah, he's like, I write a lot. He goes, it's not out of work ethic. He goes, I just start to hate my own material. <laughs> so, and like I said, I'm an energy guy. So, yeah, I tweak little things with certain things just to keep it fresh in my own mind. And then when it's when I'm enjoying telling it, and the audience enjoys it more. You know what I mean? If I'm just going up there reciting something for the seven trillionth time, you know, I'm like, I need to come up with something new. And I, I, I saw these. I saw two guys talk about speed dating not too long ago. Huh. Speed dating. No one has speed dated since 2004. I yeah, think. yeah, that's and, a, uh, sort of archaic. What about uh, 
George W. Bush is he uh, is he too uh, is he too old now or is, well, he, uh, is he relevant? I gotta tell you, we're on the uh, we're on the Greg Kelly program. <laughs> we're sitting here with the great guy Greg Kelly, and uh, I've been a fan of Greg Kelly for a long time. I watched him on uh, Fox Five Rosanna Scotto. I watch him on Newsbacks. That's her on uh, WABC. <laughs> great radio. But uh, I gotta tell you. That uh, Bush is a uh, made for a, a Gen Zer. They're not going to know this guy. They're not going to know about hunting down evildoers. They're not going to know about smoking them out of their caves and dipping and dodging, ducking, diving from shoes out there in Qatar. But uh, I would say for a large segment of the population, perhaps millennials and up, George is a uh, that's a that's a crowd favorite because I know Jason Scoop, great guy, handsome, and uh, wow. I almost went into Trump there. I'm like, handsome, tough, strong, straight out of central casting. You look at it, he's terrific. But uh, back to George. <laughs> he was mean to my brother, Jebediah. I didn't like it. I called him up. I said, hey, Donald, my brother, Jeb, cried himself to sleep, called him something about, uh, something about low energy. <laughs> so uh, he said, hey, George, it's uh, it's just business. It's not personal. And I, I said, I, I got to agree. I said, you know what? I I, I know that. I won, too. My brother, Jeb, he never really won anything except for the uh, governorship of Florida. <laughs> but um, people people love Bush. I, I don't post him as much, obviously, because he you know hasn't been in the news for a while. But when I do, people are like, oh, my God. It is yeah. so bloody good. I It's unbelievable. It's Je- so Tuesday, you're at this uh, Addison Improv in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Folks. Go to Dallas. If you're in Dallas, you got to check this out. It really is something to behold. Um, all right. So what's your day like? What's a comedian's day like? You don't have a desk job. I don't have a desk job. Thank God. I had a lot of day jobs. You have? <laughs> I was a mover for five years. I was blue collar working with guys who just got out of prison, lifting couches and, and dressers up. I'm talking hot. August summer days. That is, it's hard work. Yes, I did that. I was a dog walker picking up poop for three years. That was a long time. That was like a decade ago. That was when I first started. And then my favorite day job I ever had was uh, the double decker New York City bus tour guide. Oh man, that's like you could work your material. <laughs> that was great. Did you, you got to be careful up there though. I almost, I was on one once. I almost got my head cut off by a traffic light. You ever yeah, notice you how close careful. you are? You got to be careful. No, there should be like a huge warning about that. It yeah. is like you will die if you stand up at the wrong time. Yeah, and those companies, they're not up to code. They don't really follow. <laughs> no. Half the time my paycheck wasn't even, thank God for the tips, because I'd have to go after them for, yeah, those. <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to get sued for defaming the bus companies. We won't say which one, but boy, they, they weren't really following rules <laughs> I, it, it's why yeah the traffic lights and uh all right so so your typical day now that you okay. don't have to do that so my stuff. typical day um i wake up um you know everybody thinks oh he's a comedian he's doing stuff on the internet that's the life boy i want that life i wish i could make money off instagram and everything no, i'm working my butt off i get up i have a team now a management team we're cooking up ideas together I, i'm working with edit professional editors now i'm giving them notes on videos that they send me, I'm like, I yeah, tweak this to cut that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I used to edit everything myself. Now I have some professional people. Um, I'm doing cameos. You know, I'm on cameo. That's another thing. Um, uh, How does that work, cameo? Like, it seems 
like what okay you call somebody and it's like 50 bucks or something like that they the company is getting more from that than the subscriber right than the person who buys the cameo yeah well they they take a big cut i'm actually about to make my own website and sort of but i'm still for the time being i'm still on cameo if anybody wants to order a Happy birthday, right? We call it happy birthday from Natalie, and it's going to be very happy. Okay, believe me, if you look at the gifts, big, beautiful gifts, but none better than this one, a personal shout-out from your favorite president. So that's a little commercial there for my cameo. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, 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 you know, God bless them. I've, I've made a lot of money from them, but, you know, I'm charging 150 now, and they take 37 bucks out of that. And then if somebody books on a Apple product or a Sam, they, uh, Apple takes an additional, like, 60 bucks. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, but cameos, people love it. It's awesome. It's awesome, and I, I I think you have faked out people, right? People really think it's Trump. A few times, I've 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 also done some prank calls. Uh, oh my God! When you call the mattress one eight hundred sleepies, is this sleepies or mattress firm? <laughs> what about the California King? Oh, the California King. Yeah, we call it King, right? We want the King big. We want the big <laughs> mattress, the large. But, uh, yeah, I, I did that one. People love, that was a big hit. You love that one. I did another one. Some guy hired me to prank call his friend and Eric Trump liked that post on Instagram. And I got to tell you, man, that felt so freaking good. Would you ever, uh, what's he do? Oh, uh, he's just blowing his nose. <laughs> then he gave you a wink. Yeah. Uh, you got a fan back there. So, um, what, he was staring at me. I was just like reacting. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Trump? How would he react to this? I've seen him. I and I, I think he reacted to one of your videos, but I don't think he necessarily enjoys being uh, imitated. I okay. don't know though. What do you? What are your thoughts? All right, I have. Okay, I met Trump back in 2015, November of that year. Okay, he. Well, that's a whole nother story. I mean, okay, uh, we won't are get you, into that whole story. Is it a good story? I mean, it, are, it is a good story, but. There's tension. It's not. It's not tension. No, no, no. I imitated him then, but the, the the impression wasn't even as good as it is now. It was at a book signing at Trump Tower. He had a book called Crippled America. I show up to it, um, and I don't know. I, I ended up talking to Mark Halpern from uh, Yeah, the news, uh, the WNBC, news. Yeah, and he, you know, and then he was like, he's like, oh, he's like, I started doing some impressions. He goes, would you be willing to do that in front of Trump? I'm like, of course. So he brings me to Trump. He had one camera on Trump, one camera on me. And Trump goes, he, he loved it. He goes, he's better than the pros. He is a pro. So Trump loved the impression. Now it's a lot better. And I've been trying to get to him. You know, I've been trying to get to Trump, trying to get that great video. Um, and I got to Mar-a-Lago. I was invited for a fundraiser. I went and uh, I, I shook his hand for a second. And then yeah. he walked out. You know, he's he's about to do his, you know, uh, he doesn't know me anything. But um, I imagine, and I'm good at ima- manifesting turning my thoughts to life i imagine that if i did it the way i do it and i said the right things i think he would appreciate it but that's just what i think yeah i can't read his mind well one of these days i'd like to see it happen and now i do recall that you got at the rope line yes. the day that larry elder larry larry elder <laughs> a great african american right we love larry we love the african americans and, uh, yeah, Trump came down. I shook his hand real quick and, uh, you know, it, it made a, it made a, a heck of a video. It, it, a heck, it's all fantastic. Jason Scoop, S-C-O-O-P, by the way, if you're wondering. Jason Scoop. All right. On Tuesday, he's at the Addison Improv. That's in Dallas, Texas. And you can catch him on Cameo, on Instagram, and a million other places. Oh, one Ooh, more thing. Please. I have a book out now. You're kidding. Yes. When? What? 
Yeah, I gotta send you the link. You, I, I gotta get forget the when, link. I gotta get you a free copy. When did the book come out? It's um it, right after Christmas. It was supposed to come out right before Christmas. Um, but my friend who was helping spearhead What's it the name? project What's it called his mother passed away, so it had to move. It was self published. Yeah, self published. Okay. Make America Hardcovered. dot com. Make America Hardcovered. Make America Hardcover dot com because it's a hardcover book. Okay, make America, make America Hardcover. Does this have something to do with Mango? <laughs> no, nothing to do with Mango. That's a couple great company that I sponsor. We don't need to get into that, but they're great company. But um, it's Make America Hardcover because it's a hardcover yeah, book, yeah. and uh, it's basically I-, I can't believe you didn't see this. No, I'm sorry. I know the Mango one. Oh shoot, we got to go. Jason Scoop Save travels down to Texas. Yeah, great Thank to you. see you, sir. All Thanks right, so much to be continued. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. At the Coca-Cola Company, Keurig Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo, some of our bottles can be remade in a whole new way using 100% recycled plastic. New bottles using no new plastic except the caps and labels. Learn more at madetoberemade.org. Is the Greg Kelly Show? Hey, we're back. Jason Scoop is still here. Jason, will you take a call or two with me? I would right. love to take a call. These Let's take folks, a call. they've been on hold for uh, ninety minutes. Dennis, hello, Greg. I just want to let you know you struck gold with Michael Haley joining the National Guard. He joined the National Guard to take a job in human resources, which he had for eight years, and then he was deployed in Afghanistan to help farmers develop crops. And before he worked in the National Guard, he was working in his mother-in-law's clothing shop. And that's why he took, I guess he was just looking for a job, and that's why he ended up in the National Guard. Well, so so you're, the bottom line is what? It's a little uh, it's a little exploitive. It's a little much when she runs around talking about P- PTSD and her combat veteran husband. Combat veteran? What, is she kidding? <laughs> and, yeah. And on top of that, Greg, he looks like he's... Uh, you know, stay-at-home dad because... All right, come on. There's nothing wrong with a stay-at-home dad. He does look a little bit goofy, but come on. All right, Dennis, thank you very much. Maria is standing by in Short Hills, New Jersey. Hi, Greg. Thanks for taking my call. What would you think of Jason Scoop? I love him. I love him. Um, The reason why I'm calling is I just want to comment very briefly on this E. Jean Carroll nonsense. Has anybody thought for a moment what this is doing to Melania and Barron? I mean, Don Jr., Eric, Ivanka, Tiffany, they're all adults. They could deal with this crap. But Melania, and especially Barron, he's a little kid. Well, he's it's- not little anymore. He's almost seven feet tall. He's 18 years old now, and he's uh, on the verge of going to college. And this is how he grew up. I uh, Look, it's been eight years of this stuff, nine almost. Uh, they're, they're accustomed to it. Um, but it is terrible. It's why a lot of good people stay out of politics, because this stuff happens. We can't let them win. And I know the Trump family is not letting them win. Look at them. Look at them on stage, Eric. And by the way, Eric liked your video. Yes, he did. We got to get you in touch with these people in a more you know, yeah. robust way. Yeah. One way or the other. So, Maria, I'm not worried about them. These are strong people. OK. Yep. And they got God on their side. They do. I really believe so. It's an amazing time to be alive. All right, Maria, thank you. We got to run. Have a great weekend. Uh, one more time, Tuesday, get yourself to Dallas <laughs> and go to the Addison Improv to see Jason Scoop. We have a website on that. Oh, uh, Addison Improv uh, dot com. Yes. Addison Improv dot com. Thank you, Jason. See you uh, Monday.
Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com